Hello. Can you hear me? Have we started? Karen, yes, we've started. Okay. Well, this is Snow Horse and the Polar Bear. We're trying not to get wound up today. We've had a long week and an exciting week. We've had some travel. And with this program, Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, we are unfolding our friendship again. Um, what's, his, what's the polar bear? <laughs> the polar bear has come back into my life. I'm so excited that she wants to do this. We have never done this before. We've got like two podcasts under the belt. Costs? Casts. Co- <laughs> podcasts. Um, oh, I can't believe got, I got it right. Got an accent. Okay, so thank you very much for uh, listening in. Some of the things that will unfold are testimonies, life and death miracles, uh, showing that you guys can, you guys, anybody listening, are um, can do it too. I mean, this is this is no secret what God can do, and that you'll see me reference God as a male. I don't want to get into all the little details of keeping us off track, us as in everybody in the world. It's an energy. It's out there. It works for us. It created us. And um, when I place it into a male role, I'm just speaking it as a father figure, you know, one who is a nurturer as well as a... a a caretaker, and a deliverer. So in 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 that, um, well, let's go over to uh, the polar bear and see what she's got to say right now. We've got this big glass between us because we're doing this COVID show, so <laughs> distancing. But when we get into the car, there we are, you know, four yeah. feet apart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. Yes. So uh, our road trip. Go ahead. And we survived it. And where did we go? Just start, you know. Uh, just, just a casual, we went to Chicago and uh, started out at... Uh, I don't think I slept much, but three o'clock we left your house at five. Four thirty. Five. Four thirty. Oh, like that. Yeah. I thought but we left at five. Okay. Oh, I got. Okay. I'm glad. She ended up doing all the driving, which I was thankful for. Yes. Other issues going on. Yeah. I'm expecting a grand healing. Yes. Yeah, so. So actually, it was it, our first road trip, and we've known each other probably twenty years. Yes, that, that's true. You know, that's what's that, exciting. That's a true test of a friendship and a <laughs> marriage, or maybe you want to get married, go on a road trip first. Right. If you can right. survive a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> right, and traffic in Chicago. And yo-hoo, yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. But we've met some interesting people. We survived the road trip. We're expecting to do another. In fact, it was uh, the polar bear that suggested a trip um, crossing the state. So oh, share share yeah. a little bit about that, and maybe someone else would be in, uh, enjoy that for themselves if they care to do it. Oh, I definitely want to do that. I've been thinking about this for years. I want to see the sun rise. Sunrise. Sunrise. In I thought you said thumb rise. No. <laughs> we oh, are in Michigan. Am I close enough? Well, yeah. Okay, I get it now. That went over my head. Yes, a thumb rise in Port Huron. And then go, and I've already looked at the map, my big map that no one has anymore. I love my yeah, big map. Yeah, it's like three foot by four foot. Yeah, it's a big Can't atlas. Can't even open it up in a car. No. <laughs> it's a truck driving map. It's a map. It's a real map. I like my real map, and it's come in handy many times if that's going off on another subject. But I want to go to Port Huron and then watch the sun rise and then drive across the state and watch the sun set. What town over there would you say on the west? Well, I'm trying to figure that out because I got— Is Ludington over there? I think so, yes. There's Ludington. I think Ludington is the one. I would have to look at my map. I don't have my map right now, but I will look at my map and— I think Ludington is where I think that's the big pier is and the um, lighthouse that they just redid. And uh, you can walk back out on it again. I'm pretty sure that's in Ludington or Cadillac. But I'm, I have to check. But that's where I want to go. There's a park. You can walk. Well, let's see if we can't set that up even for next week. I'd love if to. 
So I do, I do uh, as a snow horse in the title here, I am a rescuer of animals and uh, people if they need it, supplier of um, goods for the animals for free to those in need uh, under the uh, new ARC ministry that I formed. And so uh, with that, maybe we can help people across the state as we go. We talked about, you know, helping uh, what, who we call Larry Earring about yes. the yeah. finding the diamond earring no. in the parking lot. I can't, I can't let that go. It's so exciting. It still gives me chills. You found that. And so let's go in the, uh, the, the vein, if you will, on the idea of calling things in. We talked about that in the first two uh, podcasts. And, and the thing is, is a lot of people are trying to get help, need help, or want to help and don't know how. So I'm going to suggest that one of the way I believe God helps is when you get inspired to go, let's so say, get gas for your car, or you're going to the grocery store and then you're in line. I want people to contemplate for a moment just what it takes to get two to 10 to 15 people in line, wh- even the movie theater, wherever you are, wherever forms line for you getting goods or checking out or checking in. The idea that you are aligned with whoever showed up in that line at the same time. That's true. There's no doubt in my mind that the God I call God is up there. Let's call it in the sky, in heaven, wherever you want to say next to you. You know, let's not go into all the differences that we can have. But knowing that people are aligned, they are at this point six feet away from each other. But generally speaking, cart to cart, you know, or standing, you know, on the other side of the pump. That someone in that line is someone you can help or someone that is available to help you. That's very, that's so true. I mean, it's like winning the lottery and no one cashing in. So I'm suggesting that when you do get yourself in a line, if you're up to it, I mean, some people are having a not so great day, but to, to look around you and comment on something, you know, in a, in, a, in a nice way, you know, nice sweater. How are you doing today? You know, I just got a new car, whether you did or not. I mean, something that really brings up a conversation. And perhaps a struggle or being able to say, is there anything I can do for you? I mean, are you needing anything? And maybe I know somebody. It just, what it does is I find that sometimes I'm talking to people as long as it takes to find out why I am really talking to them. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. it, it, it can take 15 minutes. But the exciting part is that to even contemplate that God has aligned people to talk and he's wherever he is going, good God, this is the... I can't believe they're not talking. <laughs> you know, right. what, what are the odds this is the time they're being quiet? Because he just put you together. Exactly. You're not there for answering yeah. your prayers. Yeah, there they are. Right. I had a. a this is a, a kind of an interesting moment. I had. Um, oh, what? It's a pastor. Uh, pastor uh, Creflo Dollar. Um, I liked a lot of his uh, sermons, and so I thought, you know, it'd be neat if he was in the area. Well, they decided. Uh, it's been a number of years now to put a satellite. Um, program set up it started out uh, when I saw it and was a part of it for a heartbeat was at the African-American Museum for Art and so I I drove all the way down from where I live about an hour and a half and um, it was at the first meeting (laughs) and I walk in and I get in the elevator and it's just the little white girl in the middle (laughs) with all these beautiful you know uh, African-American people in an elevator we're all squashed in there we're going to go up to whatever floor it was and everybody's quiet. I mean, you couldn't hear a pin drop. I'm thinking, <laughs> and of course, on the theory that you know one of us is there to help somebody, I thought, well, nobody, nobody's talking. What are the odds of this? And so, in the middle of these people, I said, "Do you know why people go out to eat after they go to church?" 
and everybody's quiet. Nobody said a word. And I said, because they're not fed food at church. They didn't get the word. They didn't get filled. They leave starving. Everyone in that elevator laughed because they, they got it. Everybody started talking. People knew where they came from, why they were there. It was a beautiful setup. It is something that I, I wanted to be a part of, but uh, under the circumstances with an hour and a half drive each way and, and what I was dealing with with the rescue and the, the ministry I had and my own car li limitations, you know, based on how many miles it had, it's something that I couldn't do. I was going to uh, work on the audio in the back, you know, help produce the show. I was so excited. So the good news is a few years later I was, you know, introduced by Pat Caparuccio, the improv teacher that I love to promote, um, introduced me to Orion Television, for which the polar bear and I are internally grateful. Oh, yes, for, definitely. You know, teaching these classes at such a reasonable price for people who live in the area or don't to um, allow us with this, oh, my gosh, state-of-the-art equipment, produce shows, you know, use the, 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 the stage for actual television production. There's a stage here? Yeah, in the other studio. Oh, I didn't know that. I know, I just got you in here. <laughs> but anyway, so thank oh. you to Pat Caparosio. Let's let Caparosio, who the heck is that? I can't wait to meet Pat. Oh, yeah, he's phenomenal. Wait, wait, he loves cars also. Wait till oh, you see. Oh, well, I couldn't yeah, just Just like it. Joe. Joe oh, is, I love cars. Joe teaches the classes here. This is um, just, just a phenomenal setup. Nothing like old cars. That stopped me right in my tracks. <laughs> So at, at Orion Neighborhood Television, we just want to thank everybody from Ian, the executive director, uh, Joey, and uh, we've already mentioned Joe, as well as uh, Tracy. So thank you ever so much. And, and uh, let's just go from there about lining people up. I mean, even meeting uh, the polar bear, uh, of our, our first meeting, on, and then her coming to the classes, and then unfolding, and then leading to this. And it, it took some years, but what a great thing happening here. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm hoping people recognize that when you're standing next to somebody, that may be the person that you get to help or, or they are there to help you or know, one, so, know someone that can help you. You know, if, if people go back to the original podcast, they'll hear the story about me delivering pet food to food banks and asking a gentleman I didn't know, you know, what he needed. Ultimately, he said he needed a roof. It, you know, was put off for a few months because he was going to try other things. And ultimately, as an individual who had zero contacts other than God, I was able to supply a free roof for this man and the people to install it when I knew no one, no contractors, no place to get the materials. All of it was supplied just because I asked, is there anything I can do for you? So know that when uh, the, the polar bear and myself, Snow Horse, are talking with regards to new ARC ministries for animals and people alike, if there is something that we can do for you, We'd love to put the, the fishing line in the, in, the, in the water of Jesus and just call it in, help you hook it and deliver it to you. That's exciting. I mean, if there were a magic act, this would be the one <laughs> True. to sign up for. So have you just come across someone other than myself when you, you came in for your first you know, consultation or reading, however someone wants to uh, identify that? I mean, if I had readings before you. No, no, no. People in general that you've come across that, you know, you had no idea they were there to help you or you were to, there to help them. Oh, Can many you times. Many times. Well, well, pick one. Let's, let's hear it. Oh. I'm, I'm trying not to control the whole thing. <laughs> I get pretty passionate. Go ahead. Uh, I'm now I'm on the spot. There you go. There's so many. Okay. Well, pick, uh. pick one. Somebody you didn't know, you came across, and it was the answer to your prayer. 
Now, I need the cricket yeah, chirping yeah, button. Yeah, Where's that? Right. I know you sure do. Give me, give me, <laughs> talk for a moment. Let me think for a second. Okay. Okay. Trying to come up with one that's not okay. negative. Okay. The um, um, but there's God has sent many angels to help me, but I didn't oh, listen. Okay, so that's what I want to mention too. So there are a lot I of people out. One. There are a lot of people out there. Let's go there. But I do want to mm -hmm. stress this uh, point because you actually target it like a segue. So a lot of people are telling everyone, don't talk to strangers. When, scripturally speaking, if you want to listen to that end of the information that happens to be biblical, is it says to entertain uh, strangers, that you may be talking to an angel. So, and, and, and there's, other, there's others. One that says, oh, here, here's one. Let's, let's go to what you're talking about. But one of the other things is people can seek me out for a lot of things in information counseling, seeing the past, present, and future, relieving, releasing, the, releasing the stress that has built up in their life because I ultimately start in the conversation and or consultation that I'll say, everything I see for you, you have created for yourself. I will be able to take a look at it and see what you've done in your life that creates the situation now that you're either frustrated in or waiting for a delivery for, and we can open it up or shut it down by conversation because there is nothing God can't do. And ultimately, uh, your life is your own. You are the creator of it, the accepting of uh, situations and or saying no to situations. So a lot of people will seek me out and talk about getting old or they're afraid of death. That's, that's a subject I'd like to talk about, but what I will say is there. I came to a knowing that is, if there is eternal life, it can be in the flesh as well. This is going to be controversial, I know, but I'm saying that the defi very definition of eternal means forever, never-ending. Right. So to change from a butterfly to a, you know, a caterpillar to a butterfly, it's never-ending, but you are now a butterfly and not a caterpillar. Thank you. What I'm saying is, is that in the, in the, in the, biblically speaking, there is a passage that says, if an angel, one of a thousand, stands between the person and the pit, meaning hell itself, or death. And there is an acceptance of Jesus and speaks out for it and against what they may have done or they think they've done or they might have done. Then their flesh, then, then God will renew their flesh to the days of their youth, even fresher. I've done a lot of research, and I'm telling you the word flesh is flesh, and if he's renewing your flesh to the days of your youth and the churches aren't talking about it because of some sort of game they've got to keep you in a cycle of fear and paying them money to get them out of whatever they're in, it shouldn't cost money because if you are latching on to the belief that Jesus has saved you and taken on all the sins, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'm just, okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah. So yeah. That, that you are released from that and that you are renewed. And that you see the result of it. So the point is, is there are uh, scriptures backing all this information up. So I'm saying to you, you know, that'll, that'll go, come a little later, that there is eternal life in the flesh. And if people are want to arguing about it, then these are the ones that are believing death, choosing death, and they're going to get it because they're investing in it. They're believing in it. You will get what you believe in. I believe in all sorts of great things and, and uh, uh, the resurrection. I've, I've seen dead animals come back to life. It's documented. And if I can do it, you can do it. He is a respecter of no man, meaning no person who is any more special than the, than the next. I just happen to believe it and know it. And so I see it. So, um, uh, so with regards to age, you know, contemplate that all things are possible. 
And if you're going to believe the television stations and people walking down the street and somebody that read another book, there's your author. Pick your author and believe it. Whatever it is you want. Not going to hurt me. Room for everybody. So, Polar Bear, you have an example? I was going to talk about um, when I went to go get married in Vegas. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always well, right. Well, lots of angels were trying to stop you. Oh, many angels. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, people need to know. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. I was on the plane and to go into Vegas, and this is back before, this is back when the Flamingo had the regular sign. This is 81, 1981. And I'm on the plane and with my soon-to-be husband, and he is a magician <laughs> and a jack-of-all-trades, but he was a magician. So he's running around, and he was a serious drinker, and he was drinking and doing his magic tricks and uh, flirting with the women like he always did. Nothing up my sleeve. Oh, he had the whole routine. And he's going all over the plane, entertaining, which it was, everybody enjoyed it. But as he was gone, entertaining and flirting with other women a couple aisles back, or a couple seats back, a guy leans over and he says, you deserve better. To you. To me. Like, De- I don't know. Deserve this. better than that guy, you, that magic yes. trick. Yep. He says, you deserve better than him. Well, you, and then when he'd come back, we were fighting about, we were talking about our divorce. Who was the, the guy you no, were going to no. marry? Yes. Okay. Me and my soon-to-be husband were talking about our divorce on our way to get married. Whoa, my goodness. And we're laughing. Red flag, red flag. No, seriously, here's my flag. I'm waving it around. You know, we're waving it, funny laughing. We're laughing. We're talking about, okay, when we get divorced. Not if we're going to get divorced. Maybe get divorced. When we get divorced. And people are hearing this. They're trying not to, but right. you can knowing that you're on the way to Vegas. Yeah, we're all on the way to Vegas. The whole plane is right, a right, right. one-way trip. They're well, if they're on their way other places, that would be interesting seeing them getting off. No, they didn't. <laughs> okay. We all went to Vegas. Okay. We all went to Vegas. And and then a guy leaned over and he says, "You deserve better. Don't don't marry him." And what are you thinking? And I'm like, "Who is this guy? You know, who are you to tell me what I can do or can't do? I'll take another beer over here, you know." And right. Or no, I take that back. It was Jack Daniels, but I don't know if I support <laughs> Jack Daniels, but right. straight up or on the rocks. Anyways. But you're no longer drinking at all. No. And I haven't in a lot of years. No. Yeah. yeah, you came to your senses after a yeah. couple of those angels talking to you. Yes, I've been sober now for over 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a life-changing experience. I went through a lot to get there, but that's another day, another, but back to the plane. Mm-hmm. And he's come back and sit and we talk about our soon to be divorce working out our arrangements for he wasn't going to do this or that and blah 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 ha 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 and then he's off doing flirting with other women and doing the card tricks and his routine and then another person leans over from the back he's like what are you thinking and I'm like who is what is going on I started to <laughs> and it, who are these people that gets me marrying the man I'm going to divorce right <laughs> and they're just like are you do you hear yourself talking about getting divorced on your way to get married why are you getting married don't get married don't do it and that's that's just the people on the plane that's not the people you know that's not family that was a real life what would you do moment yes it was and those people i get chills coming to your aid they were trying angels all of them angels one of a thousand and you know what and by the way the wording one of a thousand means there are a lot of them out there one of a thousand isn't 
you know, just the entity called Jesus. And I say entity because he's no longer in the flesh, according to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there, the yeah. angels come in all forms, and they're there. No, they and they're there. helping, yes. Just like that movie or the show. I never did watch that show. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Something about an angel that comes to earth. and I, I don't know. I never did watch it. I was working. Oh, he- work, work. Um, he- Highway to Heaven. Is that what it was? Okay. That sounds familiar. I think. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry for No, 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 no. You're not interrupting. It was just. But uh, you, you went and got married. Oh, hell yes. I mean, heck yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was hell yes. That's exactly what that was. Oh, I mean, heck yes. I mean, yes. (laughs) I love you. And We're being real now. Thank you very much. Right. So you went back then. I don't know what it's like now, but you had to be in town for three days. You had to go, and it was all a setup. Like, not a setup. It was a setup. It was a setup. Um, You had to, the part of the package was that you had a limo that would take you to the downtown to register for a, a marriage certificate marriage certificate mm-hmm. and then the limo would take you back to your hotel and then you have to wait three days so we had to hang out and party and and you gamble. had you had to hang out and party oh yeah had to <laughs> had to and i wasn't a big gambler then and i didn't know how to play craps and uh, I guess another angel helped teach me how to play craps because I didn't know what I was doing, according to my now ex-husband, and he didn't have time to teach me. And I'm in the, this, I don't even know if it's there, the Barnaby Coast that was next to the Flamingo, right at the Flamingo, the, the place that started it all, where we stayed. And it was, it was cool, you know, um, so I went to the place next door, and they went to the crap table, and I'm like, "There's, they're just standing there. All the guys that work at the crap table are just standing there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to learn how to play craps. And back then, it was $2 to bet, min- minimum. And so they taught me. You know, they just took their time, and they all worked with me and taught me how to play. And I feel like a bobblehead over here. I'm yeah, just nodding well, my head. <laughs> but no one, well, we are on camera, so if people want to uh, well, check that out. But but as you're learning and you're winning, correct? I was winning. Right. I was winning. I was I had a stack of chips. I'm mm-hmm. not keeping track. I'm just doing my thing and going with my feeling and play this number, that number. And very basic, not no crazy stuff like just pass line, don't pass. I just the, paid the pass line. And the purpose of this? He come back from wherever he was, my soon-to-be husband, ex-husband now. And he's like, what's going, what is this? You don't, you know, I have all these chips. And he's like, he'd already lost all his money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I said, like, don't bother me right now. I'm concentrating, you know. Leave me alone. I try, you know, I'm winning. He's like, you don't know what you're doing. And then I started losing. Oh, just like that. The 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 key just, phrase there, I don't I don't know if it's on your mind, but when someone, when you are in the in the moment of success in your life, and someone says you don't know what you're doing, that is the time to stand up. Even in doctors' offices, when you go, and they tell you something, you know, at least speak out that you appreciate their opinion but that you believe in miracles if they're going to cast something vile on you like death that at least speak up it doesn't have to be rude you say i i came here for your opinion i respect your opinion but i'm expecting a miracle you know we have to turn it around so in your moment you could have said i may not don't know what i'm doing but god does you understand? I understand. I mean, because I understand you, now. I didn't understand then. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, my whole life has been filled with so many huge things. I knew it couldn't be me. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is when everybody, there are people that want to follow me like, a, you know, like a, um, like I'm somebody special. And I am somebody special, but so is each person that comes. And I wanted to speak out that too, because when you first came to see me, there was no doubt of who you were and, and what you had to offer. Some of it just emanates, but some people are, you know, in the dark about who they are, what they're doing. They're feeling, you know, nasty or everything that's happening to them is awful. I can assure you, according to me, this is not written in any other book, but according to me, that those that are meant to do great things for God, whether they are religious or know who God is, I mean, all of us are meant to do great things, but there are those that Satan, the negative side, evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, is after the people who are going to do great things. I mean, even even today with um, Snow Horse uh, and the Polar Bear Show and um, the Polar Bear in particular, we're, now we're supposed to be here at a particular time frame. And what happens is, is then she gets an opportunity to have her, her uh, washer and dryer delivered at the time that we need to be here. You know, if that's not Satan saying, hey, <laughs> you know, we're going to interrupt this. She's not going to be able to make it. And, I, and when she told me, I said, you're going to have to figure out a way, a reschedule. You know, this is don't let Satan get in the way of stopping us from uh, doing what we're here to do. So I want you to, those who are listening, to consider it a compliment when things come a- against you. That this is the negative side, what I call, refer to as Satan, trying to mm-hmm. stop you. He mm-hmm. uses people just like God does. Amen. And we have a choice yeah. to choose who we're listening to. I listen we're, to you. Well, you listen to God. I mean, I'm... I'm. Well, God spoke through you to me. That's the point I'm trying to right. make. Exactly. exactly. So the idea is, is to know, according to me, there are only two teams on the planet. And that's the good team, the winning team, and the negative, the losing team. The, the negative losing team is always going to lose. It is destined to lose. It cannot win. And people are being lured away by false hope, something they can see easier than something they cannot. And so they latch onto the negative side. Or they listen to a voice that happens to sound right all the time, but never credit God or ask who's talking as far as those voices. And they fall prey to the wrong voice. And then they get upset when it doesn't work, when they've been listening to the wrong voice all along. I mean, it's fascinating. And it doesn't have to take, 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 have to take long to really straighten it out and follow you know, what's the winning team? The good news is, is even if you've been on the losing team forever, you know, because you went wayward on some level, you know, some indiscretion, you know, that you're afraid God doesn't want you back. The key, key story to the whole Bible and the story of God is that he wants you back. He has to let you go if you walk away because there's free will. He has to let you go, but he will always welcome you home, welcome you back. Always, always forgiven. It's an amazing setup, if you will. So, I, and I want to say one other thing about that with regards to people who are lured astray. I had a woman call by phone. She, I believe she was in the South somewhere at the time. And I told her, I said, I'm, you know, it's, it's rare that I say this, but I told her, I said, you are a walking angel in the flesh. And she says, no, ma'am. I said, oh, yes, you are. I said, you've been contained for a number of years, but you're an angel. I said, you're here to do great things. And she says, I just got out of prison. I said, I want you to know that the devil is talking to people and trying to get them locked up, the ones that are doing great things for God, and then they they persecute themselves once they get into prison. But I assure you, the prison is filled with angels that have been led astray. 
and then they start beating themselves up or fighting for power within that prison system. And and they they kept they're kept spinning around. I mean, this whole COVID thing. Think about what the people are doing. You know how they're fighting each other when we're all really born on the winning team. All of us. That's true. It's yeah. it's it's exciting to find that out and then to recognize that if you, meaning anyone, are thinking bad thoughts, evil thoughts, negative thoughts, that that's a voice that is talking to you to assure you. And when you see with your eyes the negativity on the planet. I mean, it, it happens, it, uh, frankly, it happens to me every day. And I have to make sure I know I'm on the winning team and I'm not going to add to the negativity as best I can. And when I see myself do it or say it, I say the words, cancel, cancel, just to get myself back on track and apologize. You know, any, any good relationship only takes a sincere apology. You know, that, that you didn't mean to hurt somebody's feelings and that you need to talk it through whatever it is. And God is the exact same way. I'm pick your faith, your so-called religion, and follow it to the T. But I assure you, and you can do whatever you want, but what I'm calling Christianity because of Jesus is the only so-called religion. I want to call it faith because I'm really not into the you know organized, structured religion. In fact, biblically speaking, there's only one sentence that I know of I was told it first by God, and then I saw it written in the book, and it says the, only, the one true religion is this, to take care of the widows and orphans. And as far as I'm concerned, as the snow horse, as the, the uh, endorsed so-called psychic and prophet listed in some of the churches, is that the people who are running from their countries are in fact orphans. And for us as people of God, not to allow them space to live and accommodations is working on the wrong team. I didn't think about it that way. It's, it's, it, it, you know, I, I feel like crying now. I mean, you can't just, I mean, there are other details to it as far as what we need to do on our earthly plane to take care of people, how to afford it, take care of our own. You know, I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, is that if there is an animal or a human lost on some level, that somebody should offer some space. And yes, I am one of those people. If I could mm. come across somebody in another country that is running for their life and wants to set up keep, I would give them space, 100%. I mean, certainly you look into their backgrounds and what they're running from and who they are. You know what I mean? Right. And then talk to God and say, if this isn't supposed to happen, to stop me in a gentle way because I'm going to let somebody in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, so I know the, exactly what you're saying. So the whole thing about eternal life is in the flesh according to me. Plain and simple. It's the word I got. There's, you know, he'll renew your flesh to the days of your youth. These and greater things are possible for those who follow him. That, uh, oh, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. That's how that works. What time was it? <laughs> Lights just went yeah. off and come on. on. Come, come over here. Come over here. I don't know what she's doing. Come, come. Hey, I'm just speaking the truth. I know you are, but that was so. So, and on top, and, and on top of that is mm -hmm. that the, all things are possible. And you'd be surprised how many people who know or believe in God, in Christianity anyway, say that all things are not possible. That God would not do that. And I'm telling you, if the statement is that all things are possible, then they are either all things possible or they are not. And frankly, I don't want to be on this planet. If God isn't the God I know to be true the way I know him to be true based on the success rate I have through 
And I'm not talking holy pro- roller on your knee prayer. I'm talking a conversation with somebody you know that can deliver. There's my tapping. There's the tapping. Are you sure? No, I'm tapping on the table. I know you are. Well, I don't know. Anyway, Am so. I, can you so hear me breathing? Not to get you off your, where you were at. Well, you're talking, so I know you're breathing. No, but can you hear no. me? I feel like I'm really on top of this mic. You're supposed to be. I know, but I'm bumping it. I'm just wondering. Okay, so off topic. Okay, off okay. Topic. Back, back to where you were. So anyway, so I don't mean to be wandering around so much, but any of any snippet of the information I've just delivered can be considered controversial, but isn't life controversial? Always. Just know that if you are choosing to believe that you have to die in the flesh, that you've made a choice if you are purchasing life insurance and burial plots that you are guaranteed to go there because you have invested in it. I'm not telling you you have to believe anything I'm saying. Oh, another message. Angels. Angels. <laughs> Is that your phone? Oh, yeah, I changed it to crystals. That's the sound of crystals. Sounds angel wings to me. I thought it sounds cool. How long is that going to go on? I think just that's it. Okay, May- Maybe again. Do you want me to no, we're good. touch it? I beg I- your pardon? Touch the phone. <laughs> Oops, Satan, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how quick that happens. <laughs> Satan, get oh, off me. Yeah, right. Okay. So, oh. so anyway, so there, there are several scriptures and uh, pieces of knowledge. Just, the, you know, those for, for those asking, they get to receive. You know, the knock on the door shall be opened is what it says. You know, people who read the Bible are reading scripture and they're not. There we it's go. It's an angel. I love it. So they're not necessarily getting the information the next guy that reads it right. is getting. You know, I've, I've listened to, you know, pastors preaching. They've got some good word, but all of them believing 120 years is, is the full length that you can get. <laughs> Keep on. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening to I you. Love I angel. understand Sounds you. like angel wings confirming me. So the is it, there's a story in the Bible. I guess and I, if I had read the Bible specifically, I would tell you where it's at. But God talks to me. And then other people will tell me, oh, that, that's in the Bible. You know, so I know it's written. I mean, and it gives me latitude to send people to the Bible to read. I'm going to encourage people to stay in the New Testament. Old Testament is pretty freaky. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's pretty hostile stuff. But, you know, it, w- w- once Jesus in y- is in your life, and in the, in the day and time of that is where you're forgiven. You know, you can check your history out afterwards, history of man and the Bible and all this, and Yes, all the religions did awful things. Yes, the Christians have killed a lot of people. But those aren't people, those aren't Christians acting like Christians. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you remember when my sister's dog was biting me all the time? Yes. Uh, not all the time, but his. A lot. It'd be a lot. Mm-hmm. Cute, mm-hmm. wonderful dog. Mm-hmm. Little poodle. Named? Buddy. Okay. And I never did anything to hurt Buddy. Right. But you told me. When I was staying with my sister after I got out of a situation I was in, mm-hmm. before I could get into an apartment, mm-hmm. I was living with her. Bless her heart that she took me in. And she didn't even ask her husband if, that, uh, if it was okay. So I, I was living there, and you told me to talk to Buddy. Because he was fine. when It was just him and I alone. He was fine. He was loving. He'd sit on my lap. But as soon as one of the other family members come in, he'd whirl around in a circle and start barking at me like he, like I tried to hurt him or like he didn't know who I was. Right. So you said to read to him, um, book of James, the book of James and the book of Mark and I said I think there was That's one. It. Just and I said and for he, you in particular. Yeah. When I was alone yes. with him because I was 
on uh, Workman's. I was off work at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I sat there and I'd read to him. And he'd sit in the chair and he'd listen. And he was fine until somebody come home. Right. And then and he really bit me. It was time to go. And where did he bite you at? He bit me in the back of both calves at the same time. Well, he'd be like, I think he bit my right calf first, and then he bit my left calf. Did he draw blood or not? He drew blood. If he would have on both sides, both sides, okay. he sunk all his teeth into right. the back of my calf. Right. My sister okay, so did not like me telling the story. Okay. But if he would have pulled back, he would have pulled the hunks of meat. Uh, meat right out of the back of my. That's how bad he bit me. Mm-hmm. And after he bites, he shakes. And it just happened to be that my niece had come home. And she was just she was in high school at the time, and she's downstairs doing some kind of exercise thing to this music that's really loud and ignoring me because I'm the aunt that, whatever. And I was leaving, going out the door, and he had a bunch of tags and stuff. He jingled when he walked. He could not walk without jingling, like putting a bell on a cat. But he can move stealth because I did not hear him coming, and I used to always back out the door to make sure where he was. Well, you didn't want him to get loose because you babysat him, too. Too, Yeah, I didn't want him and out the door. And backing out of the door gets to, you're able to keep your eye on the dog so he doesn't scoot past you as you get out the right. door. But Just a piece of information for those out there babysitting animals. Yeah, he was he was down there with her. And when I went by, he was down there with her. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think about, but I walked out, opened the door. I wasn't even out the door. And he got me. I mean, the door was just, I was just starting to open the door. And he bit me. But on the back of the calves? Back of the calves. You were opening the door. Oh, oh I'm going to get out. To get okay. out. The right, door right. opened gotcha. okay. out. So okay. I didn't pull in. Mm-hmm. It went out. Right. You recall what I, if, did you ask me what the interpretation of those, because everything that happens with an animal in particular, certainly it's with people also, but let's stick with animals right now because you're talking about one. Anything that happens uh, with their behavior, their actions, their deeds, uh, illnesses, all of it is a message. I, I I believe I know it is. You recall what I would have said about that? No, I do not. Okay, so I'm just bringing it up. I'm going to give a for instance. So it it is different with everyone. Every message is a little different, but the area of concern is an overview that I'm telling you now. So if there is blood drawn, this is family Family. related. Yes, family. Because blood represents family. Family. I'm going to tell the audience that this information I'm giving you is not written in any book. I've been asked to write books. I've been invited to have my own, own reality TV show. If you're listening closely here on this program, you will pick up tidbits. If you want to ask me in particular, that's a whole other ballgame. You know, we're not here to uh, promote or um, with regards to pay or uh, sell anything. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to give free information so people can grasp that everything's a message. And if they can figure out the message, the behavior will stop. It looks like a miracle. I'm telling you, it, it works 100% of the time. So in regards to what uh, the polar bear has just said, the person who's, she was she was at the house watching the animals. One, there. One, they had and the one, kid. Just one dog. Right, okay. So no, you're no watching kids. the dog. Okay, so you were, you were leaving. Yeah. And the whole f- phrase is this. So, and then the, you, you were bit on the back of the calves. So these are the, the legs... Listen carefully, people. I'm trying to help you. I'm listening. I'm talking to the people out there in the world. (laughs) I know you're listening because you're you're good at it. I understand. Right. So let me share with the people that everything is a message. Every body part represents someone or something. Uh, Front, back, side, top, bottom, middle, all of it. And so the, the legs themselves from the hip down represents 
your support system. Mm-hmm. The left leg represents the past and or female and or female people or issues. The right leg represents the future and or male people. Mm-hmm. Okay, according to me. So the from the knee down, which is what she's talking about, what uh, the polar bear is talking about, the back of the leg is the past. People you know that are important to you. But in this case, since it was blood, this is family. So we're talking left and right. So we're talking men and women. And we're it's as close to backbiting as you can get. Oh, that's you so know, frightening. angry. Yeah. You know, trying to tear you up. You know, here you are helping them out, and as you're le- leaving, this is how they're behaving. You know, talking about you and things of this nature. Oh. Uh, the point that it hurts. You know, if you knew, it hurts. Oh, I knew. So the the dog was fine when nobody else uh, was else around, but when they came around, spinning circles, you know, like a whirling dervish or gossip, you know, and then and then taking it, you know, putting it on you so that you would get the message is you can't trust these people right now. You know that you're being judged. Yeah, I it, for you in particular. This this the area of concern and what I've just said can apply to anyone, but the deeper message for you in particular will be more specific as I give readings for anyone. And I call them readings or counseling. But call it what you want. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that God is awesome, and he's, he works through people. And if you can get accuracy over what he tells you, then that's the voice to keep listening to and call it God and give credit to God. Otherwise, otherwise people are going to think I'm, I'm the cat's meow, and I promise you I am not. You know, people get close to me. They, they're attracted to the information and or the personality, but when they get close as friends, as you well know, Right. You know, I'm a whole different ballgame. Yes, you are. You know, I, I am protective of my space, my time, what I believe in. People that come against me are, are just set free. They got to go somewhere else. It's almost like moths to a flame and then they get burnt or, you know, they want to do what I'm doing, which is absolutely fine. But they can't because God is going to talk to them in a different way. They can meaning people can use the information I give and it, it is 100 percent accurate. The great news is, is when the message gets across, it, when I, if, if, if Karen, which is the uh, polar bear, calls me as an individual and says, I need to know this, and I tell her, and, and it's accurate, then the animal will no longer bite her because she received the message. The same is true for cancer, diabetes. The same is true for th- with uh, any illness. Every illness is not an illness. According to me, it's a message. When the message is given, then the then the illness stops the message of the what so called illness when people go to doctors and I'm not telling people not to go God can work through everyone but having faith in science above God is is something to reconsider so when they go to the doctor again I said this in the beginning if they condemn you with the like the uh, like a three month death uh, uh, time frame you say look I respect mm-hmm. that you have an opinion and this is what you're saying. But I believe all things are possible with God, and I'm expecting what would be referred to as a miracle, and I'm going to be healed, and I'm here to uh, show you a testimony. I mean, sometimes, like I said in another podcast with the dog Harley, sometimes we are instructed and or compelled to go to the doctor so that the doctors can see how God works. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It's a miracle. I mean, to look back after he bit me. Right. 
my sister got back and my niece called her to let her know that he really bit me bad this time because he's bit me many times before. Mm-hmm. But this was bad. Mm-hmm. And she was crying and she wanted to put him down. And I said, no, right, good. you're not putting that dog down. I said, I, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he did bite me. and I. But, but you knew there was a message. There. there was a message. And I went right from there after, before, I went right to where I, I was waiting for a, a, at my apartment where I live, where I live now. I was waiting for another building to be ready, and it was six months down the road to before I'd be moving out. And it would have been better for me financially at that time to wait. And I walk, drove right over there after that, and I said, "I want to get in the first in one you have." And it was it's better. It was a better place. It was awesome. It's better than where I would have been if I. So he, but he helped me. It was time for me to go, and yes. There was male and female things going on. You mean with people? With people, with right. family. Right. With family. Right. That's right on the money. That's and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. There isn't anything that can't be determined. And let me let me share with people this. Is you know, this unfolded for me over the course of time. And it's it's imperative for me to get across that, you know, I don't know if I came out of the womb angry or what. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I saw Earth and said, Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me, not this place again. So as things were happening, and uh, I came into a, a time frame where I was totally incapacitated and literally was not able to work again, you know, all this is so orchestrated on a higher level. But I was so angry because it is a job that I absolutely adored. It was made for me. I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, opportunity and uh, job. But, you know, when I was little... Uh, approximately the age of eight. I was sitting on a big rock that was emerging out of the ground on my parents' property. God only knows how big that rock was underneath the ground. Mm -hmm. Good thing I didn't try to dig it up. (laughs) But I was sitting there, and as a a child, saying, you know, I I wanted to speak for those who could not speak for themselves. I was thinking it was animals. Never dawned on me that it would be, you know, women's rights and, um, you know, against racism and, and the whole, you know, legislature were... Uh, you know, all sorts of things. So anyway, the 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 time, maybe, I may be switching gears here uh, on purpose. Let me go back. Uh, so at the let's go from 8 to 13. So I was th- at 13. I was, uh, I, I, you know, my mother had seven children. She had a lot to do. My dad was working all the time. And all of them, you know, according to the, the you know, the theme of life, they were doing a good job. Certainly taught me a lot of uh, manners which I am thankful for, how to speak appropriately when necessary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had come into the kitchen, and my, I was leaning against the kitchen sink. My mother collected um, cups that she would uh, get at different art fairs, and they were hung uh, close to the ceiling on hooks. And she was reaching up, you know, washing these things and putting away. Every, everybody had a favorite, you know, handmade cup that was by different artists. And so she had her back to me, and as a 13-year-old girl, I was, I was talking about talking with animals and hearing their voice. And my mother was Juilliard studies. I mean, so this is a bright woman. Right. Came from a, a, a background of inventors and, and that, just phenomenal mind, brilliant thinkers and readers. They love books. And uh, that's a, another story. But yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the thing is, is, so without turning around, she said hearing voices is a sign of schizophrenia. And uh, <laughs> without her turning around and me just leaning on the sink talking to her, I said, well, schizophrenia runs in families. 
And without her turning around, mm-hmm. she said, then you must be psychic. Wow. You know, because there was going to be no voices being heard of schizophrenia in her family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, angelic there, there, sound. There, there you go. So Confirmation. The, I mean, that was funny. The but there was no laughter, no more debate. She, I didn't even, I don't even know if I knew what the word psychic was at that point. You know, so it, it, it never changed. I, I, I know that as time went on, you know, people were saying that she was intimidated by me. You know, I just, I know, I just knew stuff. It didn't occur to me on any level that animals could not talk. It was the same today. I will tell people that you, if you speak English and don't know there are other languages, you will assume that everyone speaks English until you come across someone who doesn't. That's yeah, a fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. And the same it's, thing it's, I said in the last podcast, the same thing I said true. in the last podcast about uh, like a man-made glass item had a voice. Even That surprised <laughs> me. Is that me calling you the French <laughs> no. horn? French horn <laughs> that, here. No, that's uh, that's, no, that's Sherwood Forest. Yeah, oh, oh there, yeah, but that's a French horn. I know, but it's called Sherwood Forest. Is that me calling you? No. Is that good? Okay, so anyway, so let's, let's, let's go into this, that, that every, every behavior of an animal or a person, frankly, is a message. Every illness, any discomfort of any kind is a message. Let's go ev- even into COVID. Even if COVID was man-made and set out there into the world, I want to do a little bit of a twist on this for those who haven't thought about it. There is a phrase out there, and it's, it's probably, you know, biblical as well, but it says that he, meaning God, will turn things around for those who love him. The interesting part is most people say, well, God will turn this around. But the second part of that phrase is for those who love him. Yeah, leave that part out. It is. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. But think of the things, and most people have already thought of this. It's been that COVID thing's been out there for a while, is that, you know, people are wearing masks where there is a religion out there that everybody wants them to take that mask off. Now everybody's getting oh, a chance to wear a mask. How I cool nev- is that? I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm like, that's so true. How about that? They, uh, they couldn't get their license taken with the right. Oh. No. <laughs> okay, oh, so let's oh, go. Let's. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> so let's go into the idea that all these people that are running their children around, they have a schedule to keep. You know, the the football, the baseball, the choir, the you know, cheerleading, the the painting, the whatever, the sports, the camp, the you know it. They don't even get to know each other. So now they're forced in a position to work things through like you talked about with your sister. Oh, yes. And how wonderful that turned out on a lot of levels. Yes, it was. It brought you out of the cave. Actually, you know, one of, Literally. One of the one of the yeah, one of the facets that brought you into, you know, giving me a call again after seven years. I mean, there was a party to that. Right. You know, so I mean, because it changed the mindset, brought in a circumstance that you thought you'd call and see, if, you know, what what I saw about that situation. No, I, I stuck that out. Because I could have easily just went back oh, to yeah. my, where I live. I mean, I don't have to stay there. Right. It was yeah, her, two it miles was, away. It was, too, it was her idea. Right. And we lived How two, fascinating is that? We're two miles away, and I've maybe been to her house once in the last five years. I mean, we see each other at family get-togethers. But right. Family right. was calling and checking on us. But we're to see if you were alive. Yeah, well, alive, and uh, <laughs> you guys are still together. And, yeah, you're not and I told tearing her, each other up. I told her, I said, they're calling to check on us. And right. she's like, oh, no, they're just calling. I'm like, no. They want to see if you they, guys are at each other's throats. Yeah, they're like, really? Well, we're so happy that you two are still together. But there were moments. <laughs> we had our moments. It was not. But that's a th- the thing I'm talking yeah. about. So he turns things around for those yes. who love him. And. You know, we don't have to speak about anybody else other than ourselves. Is if you have a belief or a desire 
that there is in fact a God, whether you understand it or not, that's what brings about the knowledge of the the entity we call God that I put a male tone to it. I mean, I really anybody that wants to argue if God was male or female or tall or small or earth or not, I mean, it, it is like Satan just trying to keep you from the truth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it's fascinating even about Jesus. Was he black? Was he white? I, I hope to high heaven that he was, in fact, black. Just to rock some people's clocks. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just glad he was here. Plain and simple. How exciting is that? That if, if you latch on to this particular <laughs> teacher, who was, according to the, the scripture, the son of God. You know, I've got, boy, I could go off on a tangent here. You know, I used to, I'm going to use the word bitch. And complain. And I was angry. You know, in fact, you know, God, I saw God as a father figure. And I would yell at him, like, who are you to send your son to do your job? I I mean, I'm I'm kind of just thinking about it. I was so angry. Like, I would never, you know, send my boy or my girl or my dog to do what I could do. But there are rules around this. You know, and so, I mean, it took time for me to understand, but he was answering my questions, and I was asking and yelling in anger. Absolutely. You know, like, who the heck are you to do that that way? And everybody said, oh, don't question God. I'm thinking, he's, he's my father. I should be able to go to him. Go boldly to the throne is what it says. So it comes to pass. The information is delivered to me by him is that he says, I gave the world to the people as a gift. Like when you when when the phrase is I, I would give you the world or give you the moon. Well, God yeah. God did give the world, yeah, according to the scripture. Okay. Yeah. So, if I were to give you a car, and give it to you to have, then you get to do with it what you want. You don't keep calling the person that gave it to you with strings attached. Right. Exactly. So he he gives the world to the people. The people are doing what they want. The uh, the people are praying. You know, you need to do something. You know, and God's like, well, well, I can do this. What I can do is come in the flesh. And so he does. So, but in order to tell the story, they're saying, you know, this is the father, this is the son. Because when he comes to the planet, he's not the father anymore. He is, in fact, the son. And by the way, I mean, there are lots of facets to this. But I don't know if anybody's really contemplated. I mean, a lot have. And I'm sure church stations are talking about it. But Jesus was uh, adopted. He wasn't born of a, a tangible earthly father, according to the story. People can believe what they want. I get miracles. Do you? The ones that want to question me about that story, do you get miracles? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so I, I so these people challenging it, I mean, I just say, well, pick what you want and believe it. I, no skin off my nose. I'm just laying down what I know to be true, and God delivered that information. So he gives you the world. You know, people are praying, talking, scared. You know, you need, you need to come down here your own damn self. You know, and so he does. And by the way, I use that in lax terms. I mean, it isn't lack of respect. It's earthly talk when I say, come down here your own damn self, because that is exactly how I talk to him. And he is not damned, goodness gracious. And I did not damn him. I did not curse him. I mean, everybody out there that's going to find this controversial, have at it. I'm welcoming it. Sherwood Forest agrees. (laughs) (laughs) God's asking God blowing his own horn. (laughs) I love it. That's a God of mine. Okay, I'm trying to watch the time on this. So, so anyway, so so he comes down here himself. And by the way, you know, God had to find a female, human, that would give birth. Now, people will say, well, he 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 knew that ahead of time. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I knew that he knew that someone would say yes. But how many ideas does he give the world before hmm. someone says, I'll do that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, so he says to me, the person, meaning me, that wants off this planet and wants to go out a legal, a legal way. Right. You know, then, then and I, I really was looking forward to getting older. It was like one of the only legal ways out of here. And then through my conversations with him, slowly but surely, you know, I'm a full-tilt believer, and he says all things are possible, and he tells me this eternal life thing in the flesh, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, you have just, I mean, I would have to choose death to get out of here. And he's recommending life. It says, I present before you life and death, choose life. So literally, you have to choose death in order to die. Think about it. Think about what this is saying and the possibility. And frankly, if I live, if I leave, I win. If I stay, I win. I am willing. I told God, I said, I'm willing to stay because right at about 120, 25, 28, 120, you know, three, anything over 120 that's written, they're going to want to know what I'm doing. And it won't be face cream. It won't be any A, B, C, D, F, G vitamin. It will be because I know God said yes to it and then I could say yes to it. In fact, in fact, I was standing in my dining room asking all sorts of questions in a hostile way. <laughs> you know, like, what do you want me to do? Everything was frustrating. And he's there's that horn again. I love that French horn. And, and I hear God say in an audible voice, he says to me, your only job is to stay alive. And I looked around my house. And I thought, I'm going to need a bigger house because I, had a lot, I have a lot of rescue animals. And I thought, you know, I was allowing so many to come in and some, mm -hmm. some to go, depending on, you know, their health situations, if they're passing, that, you know, I'll take care of that. This is before I knew all this other information. And so as I'm looking around, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to live forever, then they can live forever, and I'm going to need a bigger house because nobody's leaving. I mean, that was exciting. So technically speaking, my only job is to stay alive. And in order to stay alive, the key thing is, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's a scripture somewhere in the Bible. You're going to have to look it up your own darn self. Mm -hmm. Because he tells me things, somebody else says, oh, that's in the book of whatever. So I know they know it's written. So I know I can send people to the Bible. So I'm sending the people who are listening that care to look it up, where it says not only the one true religion, religion is to take care of the widows and the orphans, but it says that the, um, uh, what was that, what was, um, oh, uh, that the body without the spirit is dead. So the reverse is true, that the body with the spirit is alive. So the only thing you really have to feed to stay alive is the spirit. And so if you find flowers, you know, and you're saying, oh, my gosh, you know, God has done such wonderful. I mean, give credit where credit is due. He, he knows if you're telling the truth or not, if you're really huh. logging in. Right, you know, exactly. if you're amazed and feeling blessed, you know, he's going to see that and deliver more to you. You're going to get more information Hopefully you hear the audible voice of God the way I do. Sometimes it's a little knowing, an inkling. Like when I took the dog to the vet, I had an inkling that I was about to get two unrelated witnesses to a miracle on that dog living. Healed right before their eyes, and that's exactly what happened. It's on, on another podcast. You can go back and take a peek. So I'm saying that there are certain things that you can do. There are messages everywhere. If you get the message, the problem will stop. Animals are suffering trying to get the message across. Yes, they are. I mean, think of, th here's, here's another little ditty <laughs> to pay attention <laughs> to. These are messages. It is, this particular one is true for everyone. Number one, I want you to know that animals are trying to help. They are literally 
risking their lives. People that don't like, you know, that they're sick and they put them down. People that don't like their behavior so they get rid of them or rehome them. People that can't keep them or, you know, other people that don't want you to have them. I mean, all sorts of messages going on. But the, the one that I can say hopefully doesn't get rid of the animal but is uh, a little concerning that people don't recognize as a message is that the animals that get into the garbage and then spread it around the house. There are details to what I'm about to say. For each individual, it would be different, and I can see that difference. But the overview to an animal getting into the garbage, I want you to consider that garbage is gossip. Mm -hmm. Things that you've thrown out, meaning out of your mouth. You've said, hey, you know, this is what I've done, this is Mm -hmm. what they're doing, or this is how I did this, that, or the other that you shouldn't be doing. And you, and you think, you know, you throw, it out there, you threw it out there and you put a lid on it. You know, like told them, don't be telling anybody. Right. So animals are, will get into the garbage and spread it around, meaning these are your friends. I'm going to say as an overview only. And I, I will stick to this and I will challenge you if you mix my words. She <laughs> <laughs> sure will. Dogs are, generally speaking, dogs are referred to as men. So it isn't surprising that they say he's a dog. The man's best friend? or Well, no, just no, a no. dog. Oh. He's my dog. He's my friend. Oh. Males. Oh. Like a male can be a dog. You know what I mean? You dog. I mean, right. You dog. Right. Yeah. Right. So oh, I remember. Exactly. Yeah. And so, okay. and, and women, unfortunately, there's a negative tone to the, the phrase of cat that, re- you know, goes into a sexual nature. But cats generally rec- uh, represent women, just as an overview. So if a dog is getting into your garbage, man's best friend. So look for your best friend or someone you consider close or a male in your life that you know that is spreading your garbage around. So if it's not happening, then your dog is either well-behaved and or not trying to tell you anything. People will say, well, I threw something out. I should have cleaned it. I couldn't put the lid on it tight enough. Well, yeah, you put a little, be a little more secure about the things you're telling people. But an animal, let's go on one more thing. So that's about gossip. If you've got animals getting in your trash, you've got gossip going on. Things that you think are safe, thrown out, that you're done with, not necessarily true. People are spreading it around that you know. If an animal is getting sick, any kind of illness is a message, a specific message, and I can look into that, discern what it is, find out where it started, and, uh, and through conversation only, get it to stop. Because we're going to tell the animal, look, we're going to take care of the situation that you're taking it on. So animals, according to me, are taking on illness for people. I can guarantee you, if you have an animal with cancer, you've got someone in the household or someone you know that you love, even if the animal has not met them, is taking it on for somebody. Oh, yeah. 100%. The good news is, is we can stop it in the animal and stop it in the person. They've read studies on that. No. I I thought that they're trying to say that people's animals are uh, maybe. No, that would be me. me. And that, that was the that's that I was the Makushla Center and the eleven uh, uh, sixteen project. But that's another thing. So okay. I, anyway, so but you've we've talked, and I, I thank you for bringing up the story of Buddy, and uh, and how that transpired, and the the other information that's come your way. I mean, even the first reading you did and the accuracy of it, it basically scared you, and it shut down your talent. So the people that come to me for uh, readings and or counseling or call on the phone, it can be done either way. I'm saying that I can spot somebody that is a natural. I can tell you that everybody has the gift, and if they hone the gift, it becomes better, and then you become more uh, successful in your own life. And, And oftentimes, people that are held still from getting what they want in life 
either don't want what they want or you're being held back from the thing that will keep you from what you really do want. Just like, you know, in traffic, right. when you don't get to where you're going on time, you know, but you're saved from the accident that was there or that happened. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, if we can just calm down a little bit with regards to the timing on those kind of things, knowing that maybe you were meant for greater things than those that you're putting up with, the like the, the, the marriages that you chose. Right. Instead of waiting for the, for the real deal. You know, people are in a hurry. Yeah. People are in a hurry. I was raised to believe I had to have a man support me, and I supported them. Right. And to, how, how long did it take me to realize that? Long, long time. Yeah, but I was making the same money as the man next to me working, and he's his wife's staying home, just like my ex-husbands were. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I was God. like, wait a minute. And none of them being productive in anything. It, uh, uh, it costed me more. Right. And just, ah, ah, okay, let's not go down that road. But that, yes. And it, it, it's fear, too. Fear holds you back. I will tell you that so. the the the, uh, the man that fear I was married to that I rehomed mm-hmm. to a perfectly mm-hmm. good home. She's mm-hmm. a wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. I adore her. But I remember sitting at their table. We were having dinner. They'd been married, uh, I think, nine years at the time. And um, she says, aren't, aren't you afraid? I said, no. And then I said, of what? You know, she looked at me like I was sh- she was shocked. Like, a f- literally, afraid of what? You know, I had my first house when I was 17. I didn't even have a car, a job. The house was not for sale, and I had no money in the bank. But, it, you know, I was just being me. It never occurred to me that I was different from anyone else. It didn't even occur to me that I, I couldn't do something. You know, and talking to animals and seeing the difference and just, you know, literally bitching at God. I mean... <laughs> You know, when people say, you can't do that, I'm thinking, well, you might want to tell him because he's delivering. You know you have angels around you. Well, maybe so. No, but I, I see him. You see him now. I, they, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They've been here and go- I see him for a little bit. Oh, I don't, shouldn't hit the mic. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. doesn't surprise me, but I've been, you know, talking I mean, to, to, to God my whole life. The, the whole Jesus thing strip of information came in, I, I want to say maybe maybe it has been 15 years, but more sincerely 10, because I, I, I was sitting, well, never mind where I was sitting. Well, it is considered a throne on to some people. <laughs> I was going to say, just be clear, because like you be clear about your, I, well, I'm not actually seeing an angel. I see sparkles. Oh, uh, like so you don't know that they're, they're angels. They're angels. I know they're angels. That's well, how I, they appear to me. I've seen him before around my dad. I'm like, Dad, you know you have angels all around you. He's like, really? Thank you. Well, thank you for the clarity. You're welcome. But as far as the Jesus thing goes, and I say Jesus thing, forgive me if it's hurting anybody's feelings. But I had my hand on either side of the Bible, and I said, you know, if there's one thing in this book I need to know, what is it? And I was given some numbers, chapter and verse, Somebody's going to have to look it up because I don't recall it, but I do remember the sentence. <laughs> it's in quotes, and it was from Jesus, and it said, nobody gets to the Father except through me. And I thought, well, already. You know, I mean, I've been talking to God my whole life and getting answers, all of it accurate, you know, leading me and mentoring me through all my hostilities and still getting result because, he, frankly, he was happy I was talking to him and knowing who he was because that's I talked to him like I knew he knew. 
And I was demanding answers, and I was getting them, clarity. And, and um, the point is, is the, the, I mean, the whole thing about Jesus is pretty miraculous and hard, hard to grasp. You know, and I, I couldn't necessarily wrap my mind around it, but it came into those other questions like, who do you think you are sending your boy? You know, like I told everyone earlier, is that if people are going to pay to see me for the messages, now they can't possibly pay the value of the messages that I get, but they do pay for the time it takes to tell people. I do thank my sister for, because I wasn't charging anybody, and, and um, my sister was the one that said, look, you can, you know, it's reasonable to charge for the time it takes to tell them. And so I, that's, uh, if there's one thing I mm -hmm. thank her for, it's that. So the point is, and, and any, if there is a life and death emergency, uh, that's actually, that's absolutely free because no one should have to worry if they don't have any money that they can't call for help somewhere, you know, and I'm right. giving all the time because that is the one thing I love to do. Well, I see the angels right now. You know, but, but anybody trying to, to steal, rob, or destroy, you know, I'm not going to stand in between anyone and God. I'm not the go-to. If you believe that I know God and you think I can help you, then I will talk with God and pass that information along. But I am not the stand-in. You can go directly to God yourself, 100%, free of charge, 100%. But the point is, is that I was talking to God. I wasn't holding on to any other book. It wasn't like the Koran. It wasn't any kind of Harry Potter. I mean, it, mm -hmm. I asked of the Bible, what's the one thing I need to know about this particular book? And it said that nobody gets to the Father except through me. Well, I did find that rather fascinating because I was talking to God my whole life and getting information. But logging into, you know, Jesus and accepting him as Lord and Savior and speaking it out, that's where the, the renewing of flesh came. That's the rule of this particular uh, faith. And frankly, it's the only faith that says that you can do what they did and greater things than those. Only one. Otherwise, you got to go pay penance all the time. You know, you have to... Uh, to do something to make up for the bad things you've done. I mean, even when the first nine years of being Catholic, they, you know, you'd go to uh, confessional, you'd hide in that little box, and mm -hmm. the door would slide open. You see that <laughs> shadowy figure on the other side, and 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 I was like seven, I guess it was. Uh -huh. Maybe I was nine, and and uh, you know, you're supposed to say whatever you say, and then the then the shadow talks to you, and and I lied to the priest. I mean, I I lied and said I argued or fought with my brothers, and I did not. And he told me to go out and say, I'm guessing, four Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. And I went out and sat in the pew with my little white dress on and a little hat. You know, and on my fingers I said, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, <laughs> Our Father, Our Father, Our Father, Our Father, whatever it was in the numbers. You know, but, but the gist of it is, is that he was saying that I need to do something for forgiveness when I did not. I mean, Jesus gave forgiveness forever, for always, from then and in and, and, and future. There's confusion out there, folks, and I'm telling you, if you're going to pick a religion or a faith, I'm suggesting that you pick the boat that floats on the water, Jesus, because he says you can do what he did and greater things than those. And by the way, in my interpretation of the information he's given me, that you can stay alive in the flesh, renewed to the days of your youth, even fresher. You know, pick what you want. Follow what it is to receive what it is they say you can have. Right. I am not telling you you have to follow what I'm saying. But if I don't tell somebody that there's a truth out there that no one is teaching about eternal life in the flesh, then I, then I would be robbing people of, of their possibilities. There isn't, a, there isn't a preacher, a real preacher out there, somebody that knows, a theologian, that doesn't hear what I'm saying go, hmm. Because 
if it isn't possible, then they have to say that there are things that are, uh, aren't possible with God. Fascinating. That's deep. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. deep. And yeah. on that deep yeah. subject, you know, we've got a few minutes left, but I do want to uh, speak out to the prayer line we've set up, uh, the phone number, what you would do if you're interested in receiving uh, a prayer or a prayer said with regards to your concern. You would call the number I'm about to give you. It, it will identify that you have reached the uh, a prayer line for Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, that you are to uh, give only your first name, no other information other than your prayer request, what your concern is, what you would like. Mm-hmm. Anything uh, you, need, you need to know that the people out there that are concerned or want backlash or angry or uh, want to aim at me and, and uh, uh, the polar bear thinking, uh, you, you know, you need to stop us from what we're doing. No, there's your, there's your music. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like mine better. Yeah, so so uh, so what I'm saying is, is is there is a passage that says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So anybody there that wants to aim out a gun or or anger or hostility or debate, you can debate all you want, but only those who need to be right and need to change somebody else's mind debate. There is a there is a passage that says Amen to that. Angels do not debate. So I'm speaking the truth that I'm given. The results are all the way through my life, and most of it documented. If you want any part of that, I'm suggesting you get on board and at least have a chat with God and say, if this Jesus thing is real, you know, show me. Yeah, You'll be shown. Yeah, you will be shown. <laughs> You'll be shown in a good way. It won't be hostile. No. Okay, so the prayer line, if you care to call, is 810-724-3223. Again, you would just be calling that. You'll hear the, the message that it is about the program, uh, Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, that it is a prayer line, that you leave only your first name and what your concern is. I expect, because God is the only one out there with guarantees, that he will deliver on what you're asking for. Because if you if you need us as a so-called intercessor, you do not need us as an intercessor. You can go directly to God yourself. He can introduce you to Jesus. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you the, the the layout of the land, so to speak. So, if you want to call, if you believe you need someone to pray for you, and you can absolutely latch on that we know God and that we will talk to Him for you, then we will do that for you. Mm-hmm. And I expect yeah. success for I what you're too. asking for. There is nothing He won't do. If you're looking for anger and death and things like that, God doesn't answer those prayers. It's the very reason I'm still here, because if he answered prayers of death, I'd be gone. And because I was talking directly to God about death and not Satan or the negativity because I wasn't latching onto them, he was never going to deliver death because he's not about death. He's a God about life. Thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, really think about it. Oh, no, absolutely. They pray. Sometimes you don't really want. What you're praying for, that's not the best thing for you. Well, not only that, but sometimes we've asked for something early on in life, and the reason we're not getting the the change of plans is because we haven't said, by the way, I know I said this, but I'd rather have that. Yeah, exactly. That's a better way to put it. You know, by the way, if you're looking to move and you want a warm Mm -hmm. climate and you're Mm -hmm. thinking Hawaii and God's lining up Hawaii, and then you say, well, Arizona or Florida might be good. He's like, make up your mind. Right. I will give you what you want. Just make up your mind. Anyway, so that being said, I want to just reiterate that we are grateful for Orion Neighborhood Television. Yes, very so. All the people oh. who work here, the and and that uh, the polar bear has come back into my life, and that our friendship is opening, mm-hmm. and that I'm con- 
really too a little too controlling, but I get pretty darn passionate, <laughs> and we do want to get the message out, and uh, and um, just reiterate that we're new at this. Thank you for putting up with us. We're trying to figure this out a little be more concise, but we're winging it <laughs> literally? right now. Yeah, we're li- literally. Don't and uh, and this is we are uh, the polar bear. The polar bear. The uh, name of the program is. As, oh, oh, I was wondering. Uh, you said snow horse and the polar bear. We are Snow Horse and, and the, the Polar, Polar Bear. Bear. Amen. Thank you yeah. for listening, and we'll <laughs> chat again with you soon. <laughs> I love you guys.